It's the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 129, powered by our friends at Bet Online. They're the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find the latest developments from sports, including updated odds, NBA playoff fights, and incredible props. I love the props, and baseball's back too. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your phone and use the promo code Believe B L E A V. That's B L E A V. That's Believe Radio Network, our platform for the JT and Looney podcast. And you can also get a 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney by using the promo code Believe B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Uh, if we can push the right buttons. We know how to push your buttons when it comes to broadcasting, but sometimes we don't know how to push our own. I hear you. Oh, wow. What is going on here? Yeah, Again, I haven't touched anything. It sounds, to, it sounds to me like your, oh, okay, your microphone isn't... Uh, it sounds I to have me like... so many microphones and wires. Yes. It's... I put on the wrong headset. I put on the headset to the radio show instead of the podcast because I'm double daring my life now with too many wires. And I know I'm going to get fucked at some point with this because there's too many wires connected to too many boxes, connected to too many audio inputs I know nothing about, and I'm living and dancing on the edge of wires. Wires have never been good to me. Now, I do notice one thing. Your microphone isn't connected to the Zoom. It's, I'm, I'm hearing the audio. Yes, the, I just went on that rant. So why wouldn't it be connected to the Zoom? Let me see. Well, go down and take your mouse and put the uh, put the little finger on mute, down where it says the sound, the mute button, and pull it up. Right. And make sure it says select a microphone. It says microphone array. It says select a microphone, speaker, headset, audio, which has always been on. It's, it's never been touched. Huh. Why is this an issue? Yeah, because it does sound to me like it's the internal microphone for the. Oh, hold on. You know what I didn't do? I didn't plug in my cord <laughs> to my laptop. I didn't plug in this cord, okay. which is the one that connects into the system. That's all it was. Hold on. One, two, three. <laughs> Perfect. Ah. Well, now I'm not hearing you, so hold on. Okay. Crystal clear modulation. No, I'm not. Uh, hold on, oh, bud. I'm not, you've got uh, the mute. You've got it muted again. The mute. Check, you, check. One, two, three. You've got now it I muted. Can't hear you well. You've got. I think you've got it muted. Uh, so I got it muted. Yeah, I think so. Speaker, microphone, roadcaster. Check, check, check. Wow. No, I, I'm hearing you only through my computer. I'm not hearing through you through my headset. And now you're overmodulated. Wow. It was perfect before, whatever button you just did. Check, check, one, two, Ooh, three. Right there is perfect. Right, but my headset. Uh, oh, my headset. Go, oh, go back to the. Uh, go back to the mute button again. 
Oh, now I can't hear you. Now it's unmuted. Okay, no, but I, I, what I meant is uh, take, your, take your cursor and go back to the sound down on the bottom left of Zoom and see what this it says, select a speaker. Yeah, select a speaker. So select a speaker. Yeah, has, I have the first one checked off, speaker headset. Okay, that's where it should be, I think. Yeah, yeah. Check, check. How about that? Okay, well, can you hear me? Can, you, can, you can hear me now. There we yes. go. You can hear me now. And you don't give yourself enough credit. We were able to work through that without calling anybody. See? Well, I'm risking my radio and podcast life on wires. <laughs> like one of your favorite movies, Man on Wire. Or yes. Man on a Wire. Man on Wire. Right. So I am dealing with too many wires. I have three to four platforms. It used to be shows, <laughs> yeah. even though some are, some are being jiggled around a little bit, a different right. topic for not a podcast. But uh, everything now depends on my wires not being crossed, and there's too many, and I'm adding more wires, which to me is not a good thing. Anything in my life that has to do with wires, I don't go on the roof, I don't connect Christmas light wires, right? If the right. fuse box, something goes wrong, I don't go in there, I don't connect wires. The big one, if the car has an issue and doesn't start, I don't like the red and the black. I don't like wires. They've never been good to me. Wow. You, you don't even like jumping a car. I can jump a car. I mean, right. it's still <laughs> that moment when you connect wires and you yeah. get that. congratulations yeah it's, it's still that moment when you do that where you wonder if you're going to die if you're going to get uh, electrocuted well i think we both have we both have very similar attention span issues we love cool cars we've we've owned a lot of cool cars but we don't like opening up the hood no I, that's why that's called service yes. that's called my service when it blinks or i get it on my phone app and it says it's time to come in and do your well we, service. we we weren't we weren't the homework yeah you gotta do homework and open up complicated manuals to do stuff like that my brother homework guy you know you had sisters that did stuff like homework but that wasn't our personalities and my brother could my brother not only loves gadgets he likes reading the instructions. My brother would sit under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning, open up uh, a gift from Santa Claus, and he would read the directions before he would play with the gift. Could you imagine such insane behavior? Never. Another thing I don't do. Another thing. Again, when my kids, when my kids were young, I recall them having little racetracks around the Christmas tree and all that. Right. Uh, my wife is brilliant at all that. My wife loves. Yeah, you're things an educator who together. does things like homework yeah. and assigns homework. Yes. <laughs> and I only have one response to all this when my brother-in-laws can install TV brackets and ceiling fans and stuff oh. that I can. I just oh. say, well, I do five hours of radio a day with no co-host. No one else can. in the world yeah. does that. There's, <laughs> exactly. not a guy in There's not a guy in China doing that. I don't know a guy in Bolivia who sits with a headset on for five hours a day without a co-host. Until I get a chance to talk to you on the podcast, so I'm good. Oh, oh yeah. it is it is the number one fear. People would rather be in the box than be up up around the altar talking to a microphone <laughs> about the person in the box. That's absolutely true. Speaking about being in the box, the Johnny Depp trial is just amazing Ooh, now because we have a former husband and wife that are just one or both are lying now constantly. So it fascinates me because I've always believed that if you go to court 
you must tell the truth. Oh, right? Oh, so if you question. go into the Rayburn <laughs> building on steroids and you're Rafael Palmero and you point and say, I did not do <laughs> steroids, like you can't do that because I, part of my mindset says if you're in front of the Supreme Court or a court or a judge or you're on court TV, you should be telling the truth. This is fascinating because they're both telling opposite stories about something that happened. I'm fascinated on that. And we are also fascinated by and confused, which we shouldn't be, by the fact that actors tend to gravitate towards drama. You know, uh, Will Smith was overdramatic at the Academy Awards, and we were shocked. It's the Academy Awards. These are people who are into drama. Even if they play macho guys, they're theater guys. <laughs> they're into drama. So don't be overly surprised, even with the Will Smith slap or with this incredibly dramatic, over dramatic testimony, because they are two people who obviously seem to even be relishing in the drama. They love sitting behind that microphone and telling their stories, which we were just mentioning. Most people don't want to get near a microphone. These two can't wait to sit down and testify. Oh, she's so dramatic. There's no oh doubt my in my mind that he physically, most likely physically, did something to her multiple times. There's no doubt in my mind. Men do that all the time. And, and get really high. Yeah. And, 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 and act and overly dramatic. If he's overly dramatic when he's sober and being overly dramatic is his profession, he's going to be overly dramatic when he's really high on Jeez. good drugs. She loves to get on. She loves to be overly dramatic. I mean, she's even <laughs> looking at the jury box, dramatically turning away. Her eye contact is incredible. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Also, little dramatic, cute asides. He shoved my head in the carpet, and I realized, God, this carpet is dirty. <laughs> and and she's she had just a lot of, so good. Ah. She had a lot of boyfriends, including James Franco, that made Johnny jealous. Because he's a very jealous guy. Why would you be one of the most successful of all time? Of all time actors financially. Yep. He caught the window. You know, the win Clark Gable and Cary Grant were paid at the time by the movie studios more than the other actors. But not in proportion of what Johnny Depp made for the right. Pirates movies. So he made all that money. You could tell that he spent through all that money like Nicolas Cage. Like we've always predicted Floyd Mayweather will spend it all. Not right. some of it. And there's some of it going to be in a... No, he's going to spend it all. And to see Johnny Depp most likely broke. Sitting there doodling. Not making eye contact with his ex-wife. As she is just dropping daisy cutters on him after he was up there under oath for a while talking dramatically oh and another topic me and jimmy b my best friend and you talk about we're, we're amazed that when men change their voice and they can no longer talk so on our list now is bruce springsteen bob dylan sean penn johnny depp and eddie vedder Another guy who now talks like this. Hey, everybody. I'm Eddie Vedder. I'm, how you doing? And, like, he didn't talk like that to, what, 30 years ago. He'd be right. like, hey, I'm Eddie Vedder. How you doing? You like a ball game? I'm a Padre fan. Now he gets up in front of fans. He's like, hey, how's everyone doing all right? And then Johnny Depp gets, Johnny Depp's under oath, and he's, like, talking like this. Like, what is that about actors? Because Jimmy and I were fascinated because they play other people, and then their voices change, and then they get to this Hollywood slash type of world that they're in that they forget how to speak and have oh, a conversation. Well, that's always a bad look for an actor, too, because it makes it look like you have no great oral ability without a script. And so that always fascinates people like you and me who've had to be out 
we've had to be the man on the wire <laughs> with no script and stuff happens and we just have to do shows and you have to do five a week with no script you just it happens in front of you the game happens the drama happens somebody flips off a crowd and then you have to talk about it for an hour with no script actors get up there after winning an academy award and say i'm speechless <laughs> because they have no script and that's what's uh, kind of disappointing many times especially about especially with actors when they have no script and they can't talk well, you and I have been in radio long enough, and now we've seen the actor getting to radio, the radio host that reads the teleprompter, the radio show host that sits down with a list because they can't right. sit down and talk. They have to flash the list of the top 10. Oh, so many NBA sports radio shows. Yeah, they've turned you into. You can't do a show without a fucking list. They, they, it's because we have USA Today already. You know, and when we're flying on the plane, we will read USA Today, and they'll have a list there of the top 10 best basketball players and the top 10 cheeseburgers in the country. USA, that's what USA Today does, not sports talk radio, please. Well, to be able to have, it's, it's a, now what's called a crutch. To do, when you do a lot of, at any level, these are for the young broadcasters who are listening, and often they reach out to both of us and you know, they want to know how to get into the business and what they need to do. And I'm not the guy to ask anymore. I really was the guy. I was the definition of the guy you asked. Right. I was a former stockbroker. I won a contest. I dropped everything I got in. I started at the complete bottom, absolute bottom. I had to pay my way to get on the air, pay to get on the radio. Then I had to do shows and write down notes on Oak Tag. Remember Oak Tag? We yeah. did projects as kids. And now 25, 26 years later, it's all about teleprompters, reading off lists, having a three-hour pre-show meeting with other people doing all the work, and then supplying you with notes that you're going to read as they sit back in the room, finishing the bagels and coffees and muffins as you recite what they told you in this meeting. And so I can't help people anymore. I used to say, hey, get on the radio when no one's listening, middle of the night, do a bunch of hours, air check it, send it to a program director, tell them you'll work for free, move to another city, and now just get hired by someone famous and stand behind them and clap when they say something funny. And they'll just turn clap. open your microphone. Yeah, grow like, a, grow like a hipster beard and wear a hat uh, with a funny logo on it and be on television during that radio show and become just an idiot or a character, and then maybe 10 years later you'll evolve into your own show because of your character. And I also partially blame maybe the greatest of all time, Howard Stern, and the way he started to do his e-television show. Remember that back in the day? And eventually it became visual, And but we already knew the characters. We already knew Baba Booey and Fred and Robin and Howard and some of the other regulars, Stuttering John. But then what happened was that people in sports talk radio started to emulate the zoo shows and Howard Stern. And there's all these voices talking. Well, they don't realize it's not television. We don't know who the different voices are. And I still will drive, hop in my car in LA and be listening to, you know, Jimmy and Bobby. And there all of a sudden there's a third voice, but the third voice doesn't identify himself or herself. You don't know who it is. And I'm in radio. I remember, a former producer of ours went on to produce another show and I had driven from my house to the beach for a meeting. And I told him I drove the entire way and I didn't know who was talking because the host had a couple of guest hosts in 
and they were all very good. But I said, I don't know who it is. And I work in radio. So what about the listener? I told him that. And, and, and when he talked, he got to talk every once in a while on the show. And I said, you got to identify yourself in order to expose your brand. I know it's you because I know it's you because we're friends and we work together. So there's a lot of the theater of the mind, people who are working in radio who don't understand how it works. Well, it's a bigger topic too, Tom, because I blame, you know, we've worked for some of the best management. Yep. That's another thing for, we're getting into this radio media podcast today out of nowhere, but it, it got me thinking we've been fortunate enough and I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the greatest radio managers of all time. I mean, ever, right? So Tony Salvador, KMBR in San Francisco, just a genius. Craig Kitchen, mm-hmm. who started Premier. Julie Talbot, who we speak so highly with at iHeart. And then you get into Steve Cohen, who I work for now at Sirius XM. Just a brilliant sports mind. A guy who started on radio and reporting and covering an NFL team. So he knows everything. But the, the people I blame now are the people underneath it. It's the consultants and the people that have never cracked a microphone and never sat in a studio at 3 in the morning trying to get phones going or trying to get a new topic going or do that. They never did any of it. And what they're doing now is they're instructing new broadcasters or people. All they're doing is going to Google, cutting and pasting, and telling people, well, try this. Try this is the way you should tease ahead. This is how you should develop a topic. Who the hell are you to put on a website that you're a consultant to who, and what radio show did you never do again? Oh, you forgot to put that on your resume, and you're going to tell young people getting into the business how to tease, develop topics, Uh how to run a business? Are you freaking kidding me? And that's what young people now in the business are looking up to going, I'm just desperate. I want to get into the business, and I'm telling more and more people, get into the different side of business that I like now. Get into the documentaries. Get into some mm. of these long spoken word interview podcasts. Yes. Oh do my all God. Of this. Try not to do what we did 20, 25 years ago, which was just crack a microphone and talk sports. Yeah, look towards the future. You know, I've always said I want one of those consultant jobs so bad where you just said, no, nah, you don't even have to fly to the city anymore. You can be wherever you want. Listen to a show. Then you make notes and say, JT, say your name more often so people know your name. And then you collect a paycheck. Oh, those Jerry West consulting jobs are so good. Hey, guys, draft a guy who's really good at putting a ball in the basket. I'm going to go back now to my condo in Marina Del Rey. Goodbye. (laughs) Instead of taking phone calls, read tweets. Set up your tweets in the beginning at the end. Oh, my God. Thank you. That'll that'll get me through the next two hours and 40 minutes of a three-hour show with two interviews is reading tweets and going back to the poll question. But I digress. There's some really good people in our business, great people that do an unbelievable job. Oh, sure. But now you have to admit, if you look at the biggest shows, the biggest high-volume shows, which would be McAfee, uh, Dan Lebitard, there's just more and more people on the air. And oh, yeah. comfortable with that, and they have the money. If they have the money to pay everybody, it's great. I mean, I come from the world where still today, every time I crack a microphone, I'm looking at a revenue stream. How much am I making on my local show? How many advertisers do I have, 11 mm-hmm. to 13? Well, how much am I making per national show at night? How much are we making on the podcast? But once the headset goes on, I forget all that, and we just start talking and having right, talk. Right, right. Talking about what interests us the most, and let all the other people figure out 
the logistics and look at the numbers and mine the data and try to figure out what's the sharpest thing to say. I mean, we could come on this podcast every day and get really controversial. Like people want to get controversial, look at their clicks up. Right. But we've always looked over our shoulder and say we have family members listening. We don't want to go that far. Well, yeah, I've often thought. And, you know, there's there's certain things you don't want to say or do or, or certain things you don't believe. You know, I would not go on the air and say things I didn't believe for a million dollars. And I know people might not believe it, but I, especially, especially, I mean, I mean, talking about tough stands like and, and punching down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a nickel to say something negative about any minority. That's where the business is going though. My I friend. know, but I'm it's not, totally, gonna, I'm not gonna, it's the Fox I, news and I've watched plenty of yeah, it I, and I, it's, it's some types of radio and it's the radio host that we have always talked about. who wants to cut the line guess wrong and mock COVID, say this about that, say this, and then get bigger and bigger because those individuals at some point still have to go home. That's the thing. The front door, say hi to the wife and kids, and then change back into a human being after being a cyborg asshole in their other job of media. I know, and that's not who they even were in the first place, but they're taking a paycheck to do it. And I remember one of your great quotes was, I'm JT the brick. I don't want a brick coming through my my front window of my house because that would be something somebody would do if you were out there throwing bricks down at other people. And and I, I only want to dip my toe in this water, but just an example, some maybe it was a teenage or 20 something boy became a girl and then set a swimming record. Okay. You know, that's a little that I could see where that's an interesting conversation to have, but to use it to make a blanket statement about all people who might struggle with their gender is I just can't, I can't live my life that way. Uh, Because I don't fully understand that. And I have great empathy for people who are going through life struggling with anything and uh, and any minority uh, who struggles. And so I'm not going to punch down if you pay me a million dollars at somebody who's sneaking over a border or has trans issues. I'm not going to take it for a million dollars, you know, take left hooks at at those at any of those people. We're coming off Cinco de Mayo, which a lot of people are confused of. Is it a holiday? Is it independence? Is it a war? Is it a beer holiday? Is it a tequila holiday? So uh, we have a a habit of doing that in North America. (laughs) So I was off. I had a rare Cinco de Mayo night off during last night. So I found myself having a cerveza. Then I found myself getting on a party bus. But it was one of my Good radio clients in town. It's like, would you like to get on the party bus? And I said, sure. It looks like a bus. He goes, yeah, come on. And I get on this party bus with a bunch of guys and they start going from casino to casino where there are crowds waiting to drink cerveza. Had a good time with that. And uh, I wanted clarification on what Cinco de Mayo is. So I'm more prepared for it next Cinco de Mayo. Right, because people mix it up with Mexican Independence Day, which it isn't. It was just a, the, uh, a, a, a victory, I believe, over the French uh, back in the day. And it was, um, it was just, a, just a victory in history in Mexico. You're not downplaying the victory. It's not no, like, I'm not downplaying the victory. It's very important I, uh, for, our, for our Latino friends here that you don't downplay the victory. Right? Oh well, I, I, I well, I always, uh, I always play up the holiday because we love the holidays. There, there are plenty of holidays in America, and in this case, North America, where we uh, don't necessarily know what we're celebrating, but we're happy to do it. Uh, we, Thanksgiving isn't necessarily about turkey, but that's what uh, we think it is. 
And the same thing with Cinco de Mayo. I don't have the full history in the back of my head. I'm, I just always know I'm told every Cinco de Mayo that it's not Mexican Independence Day. And I always know that you and I spent about 15 to 20 of those together. Yeah. Because it was always the greatest, and, and it started with De La Hoya. I think De La Hoya wanted to do it because of his Mexican-American roots, and it was always the same weekend as well as the Kentucky Derby. And it's one of the greatest weekends to be in Vegas. There's a big fight. There's a Kentucky Derby. So the, the casinos are just packed with people who aren't even necessarily so many of them interested in horse racing. But it used to be the number one sport in the country 100 years ago. And people have a ball on that weekend in Vegas. Yeah, I'm not a big horse racer or fan, though, but and I grew up only 20 minutes away from Belmont. We, well, we both did. We both in, in New York. I, I didn't know horse racing was rare in the country. There's only a handful of states that have it. And we grew up in one that did yeah and it's been great and remember my dad going to see the <laughs> big brown yes oh yes your dad with his twin brother there all day all day and then big brown came around the far curve last slipping <laughs> as like a hundred thousand people there selling t-shirts triple crown oh my god that didn't happen it is pretty cool in vegas because you could tie it in as you said beautifully to a fight and then the fight's usually saturday night in Vegas, and then the Derby's on before that. So if you got a cabana, the pool weather's incredible right now. I mean, it's not to be weatherman. It's 90 degrees in Vegas. It feels uh -huh. like 75. There's no humidity. So you can watch the Kentucky Derby, go back in the pool, then go get changed and have an early dinner, then go see a big global fight. Then oh, my come God. Back from the fight and go to the tables and gamble and then get in line at midnight for a nightclub that doesn't open till midnight and go into that and watch the sun come up. So what it does to the economy, Cinco de Mayo, boxing and the Derby in Vegas. And we just came off the NFL draft, which we previewed. We didn't recap. And the NFL draft was incredible. Well, recap the party because your your number one bit of advice was enjoy the party. It was you were in Vegas. It truly was. It was a 10 out of 10. And for all the events that I've been to in Vegas, I'm talking unique things like the grand opening of the Hard Rock, the grand opening of Palms, when the Maloofs opened the Palms and Britney Spears and the red carpet and all the big events that I've seen. Pamela Anderson, Hugh Hefner opened the Playboy Club. Every casino that opens is a big deal from Resorts World to Mandalay Bay. Uh, this to me was a Mount Rushmore. It was the wow. perfect, perfect event because... All the fans had a good time. There was no sense of urgency with a game like the Super Bowl. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Oh my God, right. I got to get none of that. The Super Bowl is so phony bullshit corporate that the people who are there, a lot of them don't watch the game or they haven't been to games all year, but they go to the Super Bowl because the corporation gives them free tickets. The draft is just and with, the with, the, with the wife who isn't interested in sports. Yeah, the yeah. wife who is not interested in when it rains on her during Prince, all the makeup runs. <laughs> she has to go back to the room and redo her makeup. None of that here at the draft. I saw uh, parents with little strollers and toddlers and groups of guys. I saw this group of guys. You might have saw it on social media. I ran into the guys who there were like 11 or nine of them that all had different Ryan Fitzpatrick jerseys on from the year, all the <laughs> and they had the That's giant funny. long drinks, you know, the giant long drinks with the straws. Right. And I saw Weezer, which oh, wow. has to be, Weezer has got to be on the Mount Rushmore of worst names ever for a band. If they changed their name to anything hip, they were great. 
They were fantastic. Of course they are. They played in front. I don't know. It felt like 50,000 people were in front of me. Ice Cube, the Raider parties, the events I emceed, did some broadcasts. But probably the coolest thing, Tom, was after the Weezer show, which was out by the Ferris wheel, the link, that giant Ferris Mm -hmm. wheel that looks like the London Eye. My wife and I decided to walk over to the Bellagio. And at one point, we're on Flamingo, and we just walk onto the Strip. And there's... 30,000, 40,000 people just walking up Las Vegas Boulevard in each direction. They closed it off, no cars, cocktail in hand. Wow. So, uh, you know, the beautiful weather and just walking around Vegas like you didn't have a care in the world. That's why Roger Goodell's got to come back. He's got to figure out a way to make it. Oh, I think it will be. I, I think Steve Levy might have might have even uh, given it away. I the, when, love him. Yeah, he's he when he opened up the show, he said, "I have a feeling we're big. You know, there's a beginning of something big here." Like he already knew, had some inside information that it may stay there. I love when they close down major boulevards or even small streets for people to just walk down the street. And uh, do you think that'll ever become permanent? Yeah, a matter of fact, someone just said last night, actually, on my Cinco de Drinko, a guy said, well, do you think they'll take the, that part of the strip and permanently close it? Oh, wow. And make it a, you know, people area where you can right. see I said, absolutely not, because cars need to go up and down. Like, you can't divert cars off the strip. You can't say, all right, you're on Las Vegas Boulevard coming from Resorts World, going to the MGM, and now you have to go around the strip. So we're going to send you up Spring Mountain. So you don't think it's ever going to happen? No, it's just too big of a road to do that. But they can close. Well, you know they did it. They did it in Old Rome. In Old Rome, all those streets where you walk around and you go out and you have an ice cream cone after the sun goes down. The 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 Italians, as my aunt used to say, loved the lions used to eat the gladiators. They used to eat them and yes. pull their flesh apart there at the Coliseum oh. and they'd have an ice cream, you're saying? Do you know that that's one of the great myths of all time? The first time they ever put a lion in with a person, the lion just sat there and stared at the crowd because the crowd was cheering the lion. And the lion go, what the hell is going on here? And the lion didn't eat anybody. But uh, nevertheless, I, I digress. They closed down all those great streets that you walk through in old Rome and and, uh, and from, from traffic, and now you just get to walk through. It might still, it, they could make it work it would take a lot of city planning something they didn't have in rome back in the day well that's interesting you bring this topic up because there's a couple of events on my short list that are going to include road closures it was the nfl draft mm-hmm. uh, june 2nd to the 5th i'm going back to my alma mater geneseo state university oh did you lose a bet how'd you end up in upstate new york uh, in june <laughs> it's our 150th fraternity reunion big fraternity wow 150th so there'll be guys who are in their 90s Wow. Which is really a cool concept. Guys in their 90s or 80s, and then the active students who are 18, 19, and then guys like me in my mid-50s and guys in their 30s and guys in their 60s and 70s. Is, wow. So Will there be close. guys in their 90s getting lap dances by strippers and doing well, shots? No, that's a problem. In Geneseo, New York, they got rid of all the bars. There are no strip joints. So it's evolved <laughs> to a point now where we're all going back going, are we going to drink in a park? Because when I went to college, it was like 30 <laughs> bars, and now there's down to two. But they're going to close off a portion of Main Street, and they're going to let us hang out there and have, oh, right. have wow. a container and do that. And then uh, later on this summer, I'm going to Amsterdam. 
Oh my God! The Rolling Stones. Oh, and that's the wow. first time I've ever will ever be going to that city. And I hear that I have to get on a bike and I have to go over little canals with a bike. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. In, in, in Amsterdam, they don't. You don't have an angry guy in a car saying, "I hate those fucking people on bikes." No, it's a cars are third class citizens in Amsterdam, and they accept their status, and they don't beep at you or give you the finger or yell at you to get out of the way. Pedestrians and bikes go first in Amsterdam. Cars are. Uh, are, are at the bottom of the food chain and they behave that way and they don't bother you. You will love it. I, you know, we always go somewhere wanting more. I was in Amsterdam for six days and it wasn't enough. It might've been seven a week, but oh, however long we were there, it wasn't long enough. Looking You'll love it. Yeah, oh, it's going to be great. Well, God. we started the podcast talking about what I don't do well, installing st ceiling fans, right. <laughs> mounting TVs with brackets and all right. that. What I do like, which we brought up on this podcast, is I like outdoor venues that are big mm -hmm. where you're allowed to drink in public because right. I don't think you need people looking around anymore saying, put that away, put that away, and do that where you can, be a, you can have freedom, be right. out in these main thoroughfares celebrating sports, family, friends fraternity rock and roll rolling stones amsterdam i just think being outside coming off a two-year pandemic ooh, which by the way isn't over yet no because damn. hospitalizations are up and god forbid anybody covers this but now we're covering johnny depp on fox news right. we don't have the ticker we don't have the covid ticker up on cnn anymore i guess the midterms are coming we're taking those numbers down whatever it is but uh, let's all be outside and enjoy the good weather as the weather's getting great. Much safer for you. Get boosted if you haven't got your – did you get your booster? I, I still need to get my booster because I got the Omicron, which my, my doctor told me was like a booster. So I'm overdue for my booster. I got my first two Madonnas. Then I got the Omicron. Now I have to get the booster, and that hopefully will help us because the people still who are getting infected most aren't, but some are. Uh, have had as, as was I. I was a guy that had two vaccines that uh, had got the Omicron. So, uh, hopefully, because we did hit, <clears throat> we did hit the million number mark on Tuesday. Yep, and there were people who thought only a thousand. Yeah, a thousand initially would mm. be there. But thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. Do us a favor, share it with others who enjoy our conversation. Give us feedback at JT the Brick on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Looney on Fox for Tom. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We got some big guests coming up in the next couple of podcasts. So we love podcasting together. Oh, oh my God. And one more thing. This will be like Oprah after the show on oxygen, which Ooh, they used to do back in the day. Oprah after dark. Yes. <laughs> one more thing I wanted to get you to, as you were starting to say goodbye, the top 10 boy and girl <clears throat> girls name list from the social security administration has come out. And well, there's a couple, there's two names on there that you'll like, but it's, it's actually identical to last year. There's one new name among the boys. But before you, you give the list, I yeah. believe that every boy, every boy should be named either John, Michael, or Thomas. Now, right. I'm John, you're Thomas. Yeah. So, Michael, we could put it in there. I don't believe that parents, before you read the list, very important moment here, if you haven't heard this, I don't believe that parents have the right to name their kids something stupid. <laughs> your kid doesn't want to be named something stupid. Your kid right. doesn't want the name that you want when you're cuddling in bed and you're talking about oh, the baby's only six weeks away. Let's come up with names and you come up with these ridiculous names. Right. 
your kid, that bun in the oven, doesn't want any yeah. of those names. Let's name you him Netflix. Good- right. It's uh, and because he's and he's gonna your your kid's gonna have to be in middle school someday. Remember that when you name your kid. The top ten boys' names: Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, James, William, Benjamin, Lucas, Henry, and Theodore. One of those names on the list is new. Do you know which one it is? I don't. I thought it was like which name is fake almost. Oliver makes no, no sense to me right now. <laughs> it's a fairy on any level. In the 1920s, it made no sense to me. It's an Irish. You're part Irish. It's an Irish name. So Oliver's still on the top ten. Yeah. Yes, it is. You know, even my our friend Felix Gonzalez named his son Oliver. So it's even going across racial and ethnic lines. Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, James, William, Benjamin, Lucas, Henry, and Theodore. Which is the brand new name on the list? I'm gonna go Lucas. It's Theodore. Theodore has never been a top ten, which is surprising to us because we went to, you know, we, we would grow up in that era where everyone had the same name, and I had plenty of teddies. Theodore is on the top ten list for the first time since they started compiling this data in the late 1800s. So this is a real number. You're talking about this is a re- Teddy yeah. Theodore Teddy breaks into the top ten. It's never been there. For the first time ever. Yes. And right, I knew you'd whacked I knew, out girls names. Okay. I no, knew you'd be happy to see James and William on the list. Yeah. So uh, Apple yeah. you're gonna have Apple or Zoom. <laughs> Okay, top ten girls names Olivia, Emma, Charlotte, Amelia, Eva, Sophie, my my grandmother's name. Isabella, Mia, Evelyn, and Harper. <laughs> wow. I mean nine out of ten of those names I love. Yeah, Isabella. me too. Right. I mean, just gorgeous names. Harper? I don't Har- think Harper. Harper is surprising be. to me. Where the hell does Harper come from? Harper? But the others are, are a lot of beautiful names. there. And Sophie, I think, you know, I think the first, one of the people to bring Sophie back was Bette Midler. Had, you know, after a long career, had a daughter late in life and named her Sophie. And I thought, Sophie? Because I thought it was as an old lady name. Because the only person I knew with the name Sophie in the world was an old lady. It was my grandmother, beautiful person. I'm glad to see Sophie back on the list. Emma's and, on that list, right? Emma? No, yeah, Emma. Oh, yeah, Emma's number two. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Emma's number two. That's my friend nice. Tim Conway Jr., uh, if I may name drop, and I love name dropping his name because I love him. His daughter's name is Sophie. He's got a daughter named Sophie. Beautiful list. Talk to you later. I like the list. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, keep your phone on. I might need you for a little radio today. Okay. I think we're good. Um, right. I'll talk to you later. Sounds okay. good. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to all 38 minutes and 16 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast powered by Bet Online. Where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.